We just wanted to remind you that you can get 20% off the world's most comfortable underwear at MeUndies.com slash Gilbert. What are you waiting for? Go there right now. I can wait. Are you there? I'm not joking. MeUndies.com slash Gilbert. Gilbert. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, <laughs> and this is uh, Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal obsessions with my co-host Frank Santo Padre. Indeed, indeed. I'm not your girlfriend this week. No, you're my life partner. <laughs> That's sweet. <Yeah. laughs> I want to make it more politically correct. <laughs> like dog day afternoon. Do I have to get the surgery? <laughs> Do I have to go the? To... Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, let me start this week and throw people for a loop by recommending a movie from 2015. Yes, you heard it. A new movie that I saw this summer. You know, sometimes when you see a movie, uh, do you even go to the movies anymore? You don't. You Hardly see things in ever. hotel rooms, don't yeah, you? Yeah. 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 Spectrovision. Yeah. A lot of porn. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although the porn in hotels is that kind of weird, yeah, yeah, yeah. soft core. You don't know what you're watching it for. I, I know, yeah. It's like bad Emmanuel yeah. movies oh, from the oh 70s. Oh, my God. Sylvia yeah. Christel. And and those were the worst because the Emmanuel movies and ones like that were trying to be arty. Right, and right. And that was Nothing worse than that. What I meant is arty Lange. Arty Lange. Arty Straw. Arty Johnson. I just right, want to say that to, this is a case where sometimes you see a movie in a, in, a, in a theater and you see it in a special theater. It, it's yeah. part of the experience. Oh, yes. I saw this movie this summer. I was away with my wife wife uh, uh, in Sag Harbor, and there's a wonderful little old movie theater, the Sag Harbor Theater. Do you know it, Paul? That out on the east end of Long Island, it's still there, and it's, it's got to be one of the few original, it, it's, it's lost in time, it's a little old single theater that they've managed to preserve um, as is, or as was, I think from the 30s, and I did a little homework, and I found out that Roy Scheider, when Lo- Roy Scheider was living in Sag Harbor, that he was one of the people that helped preserve it, oh, that helped wow. save it from the wrecking ball. Uh, uh, Sheriff um, Brody. Sheriff Brody yeah. from Jaws. And seven Ups and the French Connection. And, and Marathon Man. That's right. Yeah. So we were staying with friends, and, and uh, uh, our friend Jenny said, if you're a movie buff, you've got to go to the Sag Harbor Theater and, and have that experience. And I said, well, it depends on what's playing. And there was a movie playing about the Beach Boys called uh, Love and Mercy. And the timing of this is also interesting because Paul Dano, who plays Brian, one of the two actors to play Brian Wilson in the movie, won an award today. I think it was the Gotham Award. Do I have that right, Paul? Our, our expert researcher, Paul Rayburn, is, is here. It's a terrific movie, and I know you're going to like it. You worked with the Beach Boys. Oh, yes. On, on Problem Child. Okay. Video. Who wants to grow up? <laughs> Who wants responsibility? <laughs> oh, no, not me. Who wants to show up and work until you're 93? Oh, no, not me. Now everybody says you're running wild. <laughs> The teacher's calling you a problem. Ooh, 
Oh, yeah. Was that the... St- <laughs> we got to do that vinyl album. We got we to gotta do Gilbert Sings. Was that the Stamos version of, uh, the, yes, of the Beach John Boys? Yes, John Stamos yeah. is on drums. Right. Uh, yeah, I did a, a music video I with remember. the Beach Boys this, for this, Problem Child. This is, this is older Beach Boys. <laughs> <laughs> this is pre-Stamos. Well, what they're best remembered for is uh, yeah, the problem yeah, child right, thing. That's right. That's, that's right. right. Um, it, it's a terrific, it's a, it's a strange little biopic of the great uh, Brian Wilson. And, and played by two actors, played by Paul Dano from There Will Be Blood. Now, yeah. there was another movie, I think with Ileana Douglas, playing like a Carol King Ooh, oh, I know what you're talking about. And, Grace of my heart. And what's his name? That weird guy. Uh, he was in. Um, I think Totoro's in it. D- yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, that other guy. Oh. Uh, 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 oh, geez. He he was in something about Mary. Oh yes, uh, Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon. Yeah. He played like a Brian Wilson. That's a movie about the Brill Building, about the yeah. old song, the old Brill sound, and the old songwriter Carol King yeah. and Neil Diamond and and her par- partner Jerry Goffin and a lot of those guys that were that were working in there at that time. And yeah, she's loosely based, I think, the character on on Carol King. Um, you know, biopics, we've talked about them on the show. They're real hit and miss. Oh, I mean, we've talked oh. about Bud and Lou. We've talked about the Babe Ruth <laughs> stories, both of them. We've talked about W.C. Fields and me. We've run the gamut on this show. This, dare I say it, is an excellent biopic. Um, uh, Paul Dano, uh, who the audience is, our audience would know, I guess, from Little Miss Sunshine or There Will Be Blood, plays the younger Brian Wilson. And John Cusack has the unenviable task of playing the... Uh, uh, the older Brian now, Wilson. Now, did they put him in a fat suit? They did not. No. They did not. And it's it's interesting that, you know, it's it's it's. I think it's hard for an actor to play another celebrity, to play Yo, another yes. famous person that, that everybody identifies with. And, oh, that's not what Brian Wilson looks like. And they didn't put him in prosthetics. They didn't, you know, they, 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 but he really, really captured it. Um, it's a it's a sweet film. It's also this. It tells the story of of Brian Wilson's genius in the studio, which is really fascinating. You get to kind of see how he put things like good vibrations together. It's also the story of how they got the they managed to wrest the older Brian Wilson out of the clutches of Doctor Landy. Oh yeah, this the, John Landy. Uh, yeah, who Eugene Landy? Oh Eugene yeah, Landy. Yeah, yeah, he started to take. Uh, ownership yes. of the Beach Boys songs, like as a co-writer. Well, yeah, he, yeah. well because he he had uh, Brian under his spell. Basically, yeah. he had him heavily medicated, and and convinced that 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 uh, that 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 Brian couldn't go on without him. He became dependent on him. Yeah. Um. And and Brian wandered into a Cadillac dealership one day, asks out the girl who's selling the cars, who's played in the movie by Elizabeth Banks, quite well. And he starts dating her against Dr. Landy's wishes, and she manages to get close enough to see the abuse and to see this, this, this terrible relationship, that, this situation that he's trapped in. And with the help of the housekeeper, she manages this fascinating story. If you read about yeah. Brian Wilson and how they finally, the, the, how Carl and the other brothers finally got Dr. Landy the hell out of there, uh, Dr. Landy, who, by the way, is played brilliantly by the great Paul Giamatti. Oh, in this great. movie, yes. an actor who yeah. can incapable of a yeah. bad performance. Yes. Uh, but it's two movies in one because you get the old the the, the old Brian Wilson and Mike Love uh, is not portrayed in a flattering light, yeah. which is fine with me. <laughs> uh, 
for, for another podcast. Um, but you you see there, you get a little insight into their process, and particularly into Brian Wilson's process. And then the other part of the movie, and it goes back and forth. And the other part of the movie is this story of of him finding himself, of him getting his independence again, and falling in love with this woman and being rescued by uh, and this woman landing, who would become his wife. I heard they just took away his license to practice medicine in L.A. Yeah. So he might have moved someplace else and is following on this. He, he's dead now. Oh, he he's is? He's dead, yeah. He finally, he was discredited. I think they took his license away in the state of California. Oh, he was a total scumbag. Yeah, and, and, uh, and they pull no punches in their, in their portrayal of, of him. And he was, he was abusively, abusive to, to Brian, maybe even physically abusive. I don't know that they... They don't show that in the film, but uh, it's it's a great story of a genius, and and like I said, with biopics, you know, viewer beware, because you never know when you what you're going to get. This one, uh, and shame on me for not knowing the name of the writer director, but uh, it's ter- maybe Daryl will be kind enough to look it up while we're sitting here talking. Love I, and mercy. While, while she's looking, I remember there was a TV movie, yeah, about Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall. Oh gosh. I don't even and know this. I one. I forget the name of the actor who played Bogard. Yeah, but you know there too is a case. You know, when when you're trying to play somebody like Humphrey Bogard, it could be really intimidating. Wait, this is not. There was a movie called The Man with Bogard's Face. No, no, yeah. no. That had this Robert Saki. Robert Saki, who right. looks. It looks exactly right. This like guy didn't Bogart. look like him at all. Didn't look at like him at all, and it, it can get scary because for an actor, because you don't want to be out there doing a nightclub Bogart sure. imitation. Sure. So he went the opposite route. Played him as Arnold Stang. Yeah, yeah, pretty <laughs> much. He didn't try to imitate Bogart at all. Wow. So he was over there, like going, you know, play it again, Sam. <laughs> and, wow! And odd choice. Yes, we we gotta find the gold in this Sahara Madre. Wow! And it, it's it's like jaw dropping. Were they unknowns? Both actors who played both uh, the, the yeah, call too. One of them was one of these actors that you know you go, oh yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, it sounds like Lindsay Lohan trying to pull off Elizabeth Taylor. Oh God! Yeah. Oh, it's just awful when those things that, when those that, things happen. That you have was to turn a away because yeah. you you wanted Lindsay Lohan to kind of come back with something. Yeah, she's a decent actress. Yeah, but this boy, that was the wrong choice. The director I'm handed Bill Polad, P O H L A D, who made uh, Love and Mercy, and it is absolutely wonderful. So I think it's out now. Find it. We've been talking about MeUndies for a few episodes now, and uh, we wanted to take another moment and tell you again just how great an opportunity this is. Now, everyone needs underwear, and most of us wear it every day. As our mom said, you never know when you're going to get into a car accident, so you have to wear nice underwear, clean underwear. And we spend a lot of money on underwear. And if you want to wear something that isn't going to fall apart after the first wash, you'll end up spending a fortune over a lifetime, and that's what's great about MeUndies. They sell luxury underwear at half the retail price, Gil. Ah, here. Here's an old joke for you. And just get ready to laugh. (laughs) Tight underwear is like a big smile. How so? It makes your cheeks go up. (laughs) It's an 
under- underwear humor. That's 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 a good joke. Me undies has yeah. created the most. Wait, wait. Okay. Let's give the audience <laughs> some time to laugh that one off. You don't like jump in with when you've got a zinger like that one. You you let the audience have their laugh mm-hmm. and wait till it's like, ah, ah, and then you can start your. Next That's enough joke. time elapsed. Yes. You think? Yes. Me Undies has created the most comfortable underwear and has tons of styles and colors to choose from. All you have to do is go to MeUndies.com slash Gilbert. You pick out what you like, and they will send you your underwear. No shipping, money back guaranteed. Okay, here's another joke. <laughs> and and it's it just, I'm, I'm scared for the audience. These are underwear-related yes, jokes. Yes, these are all underwear. You happen underwear. to have at your fingertips. Yes, the soldiers of an infantry unit had been in the field for two weeks when the sergeant announces, I've got good news and bad news. First, the good news. Today, we're going to change our underwear. The troops start cheering wildly. Now, the bad news, continues the sergeant. Smith, you change with Jones. Andrews, you change with Murphy. It's a classic. Oh, see, you jumped in again. <laughs> Don't you realize the audience is howling at that point? That's <laughs> an enduring classic. <laughs> MeUndies is offering a special deal to listeners of this podcast, so just go to MeUndies.com slash Gilbert, and you will get 20% off your first order. That is 20% off what is an already great deal. Great underwear at an amazing price, and it helps support our show. And yes, a girl <laughs> goes on a blind date. The blind date hasn't been all that great, and uh, she was relieved when the evening was finally over. Mm-hmm. At her apartment door, her date suddenly says, "Hey, you want to see my underwear?" Before she could respond, he drops his pants right there in the hallway, revealing that he isn't wearing any underwear. The girl glances down and says, nice design. Does it also come in men's sizes? That that one's <laughs> that one's a bit risque for my tastes. Maybe we should go back to the trivia. Yeah. If- <laughs> Great underwear at an amazing price. And if nothing else, just go to MeUndies.com slash Gilbert and look around. I know it sounds a little silly, but it's underwear, for goodness sake. But MeUndies has turned this everyday chore into an extraordinary pleasure. Plus, they have socks, sweats, shirts, and more. MeUndies.com slash Gilbert. That's M-E-U-N-D-I-E-S dot com slash Gilbert to get 20% off. Can I hear the infantry joke again? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mr. G? Here's a movie that, you know, it's funny that you mentioned, like, the theater experience. Yeah. This is a theater experience of another kind. And, you know, sometimes I give movies with reservations and uh, this is with all reservations. Okay, like, it, you, like it, you did with uh, the with yeah, Life Force. It, it's one of those, I mean, Life Force, you still have a shadow of doubt okay. that there's something good about it. 
other than masturbating <laughs> to a naked girl uh, vampire. Uh-huh. <laughs> this one was back in those schlock days when Times Square would have either porn or uh, kung fu movies. Sure, remember it well. And and like f- not far from where I lived on Avenue A, there was the Essex Theater, and that was a rundown theater you've, where you've mentioned that before. Yeah, Essex Theater. Yeah, a broken. It was hard to find a seat that wasn't wobbling mm-hmm. and that you didn't fall over. And if you had to go pee, you just didn't. <laughs> You, you brought a jar Right, with like you. Pee-wee Herman at yeah, Caroline. Yes. <laughs> and they showed one movie that I always assumed was an Italian movie. Uh, but I don't know. I think the names were uh, were not Italian. I, I assumed it was Italian because it had a lack of intelligence. Uh-huh. <laughs> was, was that a slur? <laughs> I'm going to get Dominic Chianese on your ass. You'll be sorry. And, but this one was called Dr. Butcher, MD, Medical Deviant. <laughs> you, really have, you really have run out of movies. Dara wasn't kidding. But this was... <laughs> Dr. This was, Butcher, MD. Dr. Butcher, MD, Medical Deviant. Okay. And okay. it's it's like with Sir Ralph Richardson, yeah. <laughs> who was in this gem. I cannot name one actor. <laughs> okay, we'll get, Dan, I, Dan, I, Paul, I Paul's it, on it. Paul's on it. I saw it years ago. Uh-huh. Find out if it's an Italian production. Doctor Butcher. Uh, and you know it. It's very similar to another movie called Zombie. And where both of them have start off in New York, okay. oddly enough. Okay. And they'll film a quick scene in New York, and then they'll go away to the jungles. And I think they would use actual, uh, you know, people and tribes, mm-hmm. you know, because they couldn't ask for money or sue. <laughs> right, right. And so these look like actual tribes. Really? And so in... <laughs> So it's Dr. like Werner Herzog <laughs> using the using the locals in the jungle. So Doctor Butcher, a really crooked. Why did Why do you find that? Also Paul? Also known as Zombie Holocaust. Also known as Zombie Holocaust. Ah, there you go. Wait, wait, let me. I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat it, Frank. Paul, say it again. Okay, so the credit was Frank Martin. Frank Martin, director. Real name. <laughs> Real, Gilbert has it pegged. Real, how did he know? Real I name Marino, you. what? Girolami. It doesn't really matter. Mike I McPatton is the only one who cares. It's so scuzzy and so stupid. It's got to be Italian. <laughs> <laughs> My people made some great films. We just talked about Vittorio De Sica. <laughs> I beg your pardon. And, and, I mean, it starts off in New York where there's some gore going on mm-hmm. with a doctor in the hospital and for god knows what reason they wind up in this primitive jungle and and it's one of those old schlock total schlock movies that they used to there was a movie catch them and kill them 
and and oh. make them die slowly. I don't know these. These were done before films like Saw and right. Hostile. Right. So they were. What do they call that genre? Um, like. Uh, 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 yeah, I can't. I yeah. can't think of it. But 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 I'll think of it in a minute. But gore gore like, films like gore. Porn. Well, like the Wizard of Gore, like Herschel Gordon. Oh Lewis yes, stuff. yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And this one was closer to Herschel Gordon Lewis, who's still around. We should get. We him. gotta get yeah. him on yeah, the we show. Gotta get him. Yeah, he he directed the Gore Gore Girls. Right. <laughs> so this again is called Doctor Butcher. Me- MD, MD Medical TV. <laughs> and what happened to the Essex Theater? And- Pray tell. Uh, it it turned into a a like uh, like a small like health facility like oh, a, what a hospital shame. or something. What a shame! But yeah, I remember I used to go there, and any schlock horror film that would come out, any of the slash or anything, I would always go. Ah, that'll be at the Essex. Wow! And and I would go there. <laughs> He stumped me. He could, you came up with one I never heard of. You've been Dara's been telling me for weeks. You know, Gilbert's running out of movies. Yeah, she wasn't kidding. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but it's it's a fun if you're one of those people uh-huh. who enjoy schlock. Okay, and and movies made by guineas. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, get the defamation league on the phone, please, for me. I'll give, it, give him mean, his address. The Jews may have helped distribute it, but it was made by. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the guy that, oh, that started Troma is a Jewish guy. Oh yeah, oh yes. <laughs> Lloyd Kaufman. Oh so my better, God! You better. Yes. You're going to lose this argument. Oh, I got Coppola and Scorsese and Fellini <laughs> on my side. <laughs> so the, give us the title one more time, so that so, I can avoid this. <laughs> Dr. Butcher, Butcher MD, MD, medical deviate, and and it's got gore and, you know, phony-looking gore, uh, bed gore and nudity, and if you enjoy old schlock. <laughs> and, and more importantly, <laughs> Guinea Productions. <laughs> I think it's an FG. I, <laughs> it's labeled... Called fucking Guinea Production. Rated FG. <laughs> wow. Oh, God. It's a good thing I identify as American. So, I, yes. think, I think Robert Osborne told me to see that. Did he? <laughs> I think it's his favorite it's film. One of the essentials? Yeah. One of the inessentials? Yeah, him. Him and Alec Baldwin. That's it. Discussed it. And my movie was Love and Mercy. Uh, And I also want to recommend the wonderful Sag Harbor Theater if any of you guys live in New York or the tri-state area. And and this is a good opportunity for our listeners. Send uh, send on on Facebook or or Twitter uh, uh, great movie experiences you had in great theaters and classic theaters that are still around the country. I'd I'd love to know about them. A lot of the ones in New York closed up. The single theaters. That's all I got. Yeah, that's me too. (laughs) (laughs) No song to take us out on? See you Uh, next week. uh, Well, uh, um, uh, the theme from Dr. Butcher (laughs) did not not stay with you? (laughs) Another great uh, Paul Williams uh, score. (laughs) Dr. Butcher, he's chopping people up. On a primitive island, you could see a girl's tits 
and then Dr. Butcher decapitates her. It's Dr. Butcher. Beautiful. <laughs> Why the carpenters didn't record that. See you next time. <laughs>